Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 276 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today's show is sponsored by Dexcom, Omnipod, and Dancing for Diabetes. You can find out more at dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, or at dancing, the number four, diabetes.com. There are also links in the show notes of your podcast player and at juiceboxpodcast.com. This week on the podcast, we'll be talking with Kelsey. Kelsey has type 1 diabetes. She is a cake decorator, and she sent me a really wonderful email. Now, Kelsey starts off a little nervous, but give her time, because she warms right up. We almost called this episode Because Carbs, Man. But instead, I'm going to call this one... Hmm. I want to be like... Cake dia boss, dia cake boss, dia. Boy, I like because carbs, man. Hmm. Maybe I will call it because carbs, man. All right, I'll figure it out. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and to always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. Quick note. For those of you in the Pennsylvania area, more specifically Valley Forge, or even more specifically Trap PA, I'm going to be doing a pop-up podcast there. It's going to be a live event. We're not recording it, just getting together and talking about being bold with insulin. I think there's about 40 tickets out so far. The place holds 100. It's happening this Sunday, November 10th, 2019, and you can reserve your spot absolutely for free on my Facebook page. Find us bold with insulin, then look for the events. My name is Kelsey, and I've been diabetic since I was 10, and I'm ready to podcast with you. (laughs) There we go. So you you were like, so just, you know, introduce myself. That's easy. Then there was a pause. I was like, oh, maybe it's not that easy. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I'm nervous. I've never done this before. (laughs) First of all, there's nothing to be nervous about. Um, I I appreciate that some people are. We'll, we'll, We'll get to a point where you won't be, I promise. I'll start, right? Take it up for you. You were diagnosed when you were 10 years old, but how old are you now? I am 27. Okay, so you were diagnosed 17 years ago. Yeah, that's an easy one. <laughs> Simple math makes people comfortable. 10 years old, 17 years ago, it's 2019. Now you were diagnosed in 2002. Am I right? I think so, yeah. Oh my God, right? Uh, 10 years yeah. old, what were you, middle school, like sixth grade? Yeah, it was right before middle school. It was the summer between fifth and sixth grade. People are probably pretty impressed now with my ability to manipulate time and distance. In my <laughs> Weird little time, right? Like you're you're pretty young. Uh, siblings? Right. Siblings? Any brothers or sisters? Yes, I am the oldest of five, so I have two brothers and two sisters. Parents together? Yes. Okay. Well, they have to be. They're busy making babies all the time, right? How would they? Yeah. <laughs> It's a big, crazy family. No kidding. So there's, so there's five of you. You're the oldest. Your mom and dad have a lot of younger children. Um, yep. Their oldest one, who they're probably starting to think, oh, that that Kelsey kid, she could probably start cooking for us soon. Uh, you know, yeah, like, right. like take some of the burden away, right? And and then you're screwing around in the summertime, watching cartoons, running around outside. What happened? It was actually a like a normal doctor's appointment before you change schools, like make sure my vaccinations were all in order and all this fun stuff. Um, 
So that's when I was diagnosed. Are you um, showing any signs or did they just do a finger stick? Um, yeah. So I had been like really tired all the time. I'd lost a bunch of weight, going to the bathroom all the time, all the classic signs. Um, I think my parents kind of suspected, but it was like, oh, I don't know, maybe it could be diabetes, but it wasn't like something they were really thinking about um, until they went to the doctor. Just a lot of strange things going on with you. And they, right. did they bring it up? Do you remember at the doctor? They say, hey, Kelsey's like weird. Like, can you look at her? Or was it do you, do you, like, do you know what I mean? Like, did, were they worried enough to say something or do you not know? I honestly don't remember how that went. <laughs> Listen, as I'm asking you, I have to be perfectly honest. I remember nothing uh -huh. from when I'm 10. Nothing at all. And yeah. 17 years ago, I was 30 and I don't remember anything from that either. As a matter of fact, yeah. I don't remember much from last week. So uh, <laughs> I just wanted to know if it was like a, like a kind of like a landmark in your life, something you really remember or not. So not so much. Like, so the diagnosis is what it is. You're off. I'm assuming you started with needles or pens. What did, how did you start? Yeah, I started with the syringes. And just a meter, right? There was nothing else to it? Yep. Okay. That was it. Now, were you, like, what, how do you remember management back then? Was it about food restriction? Was it about counting carbs? Did you not really pay that close attention to it? Like, what was the vibe around your house? Yeah, so when I first started, we were doing exchanges. Mm -hmm. So it was like I had to count my carbs in units of 15. Okay. So, like, for breakfast, I would have 45 grams of carbs, and for dinner, it would be 60, and for a snack, it would be 15. So it was, like, very like regimented at first. And that it's that associated itself with how much insulin they were giving you. So were you on regular right. and MPH? I think it was Humalog and NPH. Humalog and NPH. Okay. And it, so I don't know how many people nowadays realize that, but it's very interesting that not that long ago, the idea was you had to count up a certain amount of carbs and those were your meals. Did you feel right. a lot of pressure to finish your food? Um, I guess I did. I, I haven't really thought about this in a while, but... I, well, yeah, listen it was the, like, if you don't finish this, then there's apple juice kind of thing. <laughs> well, Kelsey, I mean, what I'm learning right away is that you didn't grow up in a lot of, with a lot of pressure. No, not really. Now, did that management lead to outcomes that you were hopeful for? Like, as you got older, became like a teenager, were you, yeah. were, was your A1C like, hey, her A1C's fine, this is all going great, or were you a person who was in the doctor's office struggling or, or how did it go as you got older um my a1c was usually seven something so everybody was like yeah that's good enough so that's kind of how things went it wasn't super strict or regimented it was like oh you're doing all right see a any big problems uh seizures passing out like no. nothing um, like that after the original diagnosis i hadn't been to the hospital since knock on wood so you know everything just was kind of tripping along sort of the way they described it was going to like look you'll count this up you'll shoot this in and everything will be fine you, we need your a1c to be somewhere below this and it always was everything just sort of worked for you yeah it was like decent it wasn't like amazing no, I understand. it was just kind of like this is good enough so that's okay. kind of how i always looked at it and now today as an adult do you live on your own yes okay and what technology are you using now are you still using pens and a meter um, I have a Omnipod and a Dexcom now. Ah, so you've uh, you've upgraded. Now, w when did that happen, and what came first? Um, the Omnipod came first. I got that in 2011. Um, I had a Mini Med before that, and then the Dexcom I got 
three years ago, I think. Okay. So let's go back to when you went to, you know, when you first had your insulin pump, the mini med or yeah. whatever. Did that change your management at all? Or did that just sort of eliminate like injections? How did you think of a pump? Um, it definitely changed how I ate because I wasn't like restricted to that 15 gram type mm-hmm. regimen. Hey, when's the last time you checked out dancingfordiabetes.com? If you haven't in a while, I'm telling you now is the time. They're just about to put on their yearly extravaganza, the huge dance event. You're not going to want to miss it. There may still be time to get tickets. I'm not sure. But if there isn't, you're at least going to be able to see plenty of photos and video from an amazing day. Dancing the number four, diabetes.com. Getting a pump back then, the idea was... Oh, this is great. Now you can count your carbs and push it on this button on this pump and then eat and you can you can stop doing this this exchange program for carbs for insulin. Right. Yeah, it was like you can eat whenever you want now. So Was that, that exciting? Was awesome. It was I was yeah. gonna say that must have been pretty awesome, right? Like and so but so that was the end. How old were you when that was? I'm sorry, around? I was eleven when I got the pump, so I had been diagnosed for a year. Okay. So you did the exchange for a year, then you went to a pump, pump for a while. When do you add a glucose monitor? That one was three years, or the continuous glucose monitor was three years ago. So more recently? Yes, very recently. Did that change things for you? And it changed so, everything, yeah. How so? Well, before, I would like, you know, test when I ate, and then if I remembered to, I'd test after, you know, two hours later. Um, but I never really paid attention to my blood sugars in between mealtimes unless I felt bad. So I got the CGM and I'm like, oh my gosh, look at all this information I didn't even know existed. So I actually started paying more attention. Okay. And so the, having more information made you think like, wow, there's more here for me to understand. I'll dig down into this a little further. Did, did that right. immediately exchange or exchange? Did that immediately create a lower A1C or less spikes or like, what was the first thing you saw when you saw, I guess, my question should be, what's the first thing you saw when you had a glucose monitor? Was it, wow, my blood sugar goes way high or goes way low or what struck you? Um, yeah, I think it was just, I didn't realize all the ups and downs that were happening mm-hmm. in the background. Have you mainly been able to get rid of those? For the most part. Yeah. I still have my off days, but it's a lot better. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. So now I would tell you that with Arden, we see a spike a, a once or twice a day, but we get them back quickly. But we yeah. don't, but we don't have days where like everything just goes to like hell, um, yeah. and then we get back. But I do know some people say that like it's just like you know I'm going along great, and then something doesn't match up. My I hit the roller coaster and then I'm just on it, and and yeah. it's, right is that what happens? That definitely still happened. Okay. I, I I would understand that. And I would imagine, too, it's wrapped around your day, right? Like you're at work. Right. Like what kind of, you don't have to tell me where you work, but what kind of work do you do? I am a cake decorator. No kidding. Oh, that's so cool. I can't believe yeah. you just said that. All right, here. All right. It only took us 10 minutes. Now we're going in a different direction. I can't <laughs> believe you just said that because yesterday, driving home, my wife, uh-huh. my wife was like, look at this video of people decorating cakes online. So I'm driving. Yeah. She's holding a phone up in front of me. <laughs> And and she's like, it's amazing. And they, she starts talking about how they put the icing on. And she's like, I wish I could do that. I think I could do that. And I was like, you think you could do what? And she's like, you know, when they take that metal spatula and they make it really smooth. She's like, I feel like I could do that. So 
what you don't know about me, Kelsey, is that going from middle school to high school, uh-huh. I, I was not maybe a very dedicated student. That be, uh-huh. I think that's a nice way to say it. Um, I didn't love school a whole lot. And there was this uh, assembly one day. This person comes over and says, I'm the principal of the technical school. Uh-huh. And I was like, there's a tech, well, I don't even understand what he was saying, you know? So it turned out that back then, in like the 80s, you could go two weeks a month to regular high school and then two weeks mm-hmm. a month to learn a trade. And I thought, well, I don't really want to learn a trade, but I definitely don't want to go to high school for three <laughs> solid years. So let me look into this. So, uh-huh. so I go on the tour and it's like small engine repair and like all these things. And I'm just like, I don't care about that. I don't want to learn how to weld. I don't care about this. And I was like, what's in here? And I walked through this door. And Kelsey, I'm not going to lie to you. It was the room that I had been in that day with the most pretty girls. So I was, <laughs> like, I was like, what is this place? This is the place Scott's going to come in high school. And it was the bakery. So okay. I learned to bake. I can make bread, you know, 150 pounds at a time, not a loaf at a time. And, and, and things yeah. like, like I can run an oven the size of two of your cars and things like that. But the one thing I couldn't do... Kelsey. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't decorate anything. I have the, I'm like so heavy handed and I could just never make it right. And I would try and try. So I, I want to like, how long have you been doing that? Like, how did you get started with that? So I started in high school. I taught myself. Um, and then all the jobs I had like in college and everything were in bakeries. And after I graduated college, I just stuck with the bakeries. No so I've been doing this for uh, 10 years. And so you just, and so you, and it's not like the overnight thing. Cause I tried to get a job in a bakery after school. Uh-huh. I was incredibly qualified, but they wanted you to start working at like one thirty in the morning. And yeah. I, I so like, I definitely that. did that for a while. Did not love that part. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's not good. So you just come in at like a regular time and you, and you sit and you look at the orders and you, and you decorate cakes. Yeah. That's very cool. How do you keep from eating the icing? I know the trick is that after, <laughs> after you're around it for a while, you really don't want it anymore. But Exactly. That's <laughs> pretty much all it is to it. <laughs> so um, here's the thing I learned in the bakery that is that seems to skeeve people the most. When you're making cinnamon buns, uh-huh. if you take the dough before it's cooked and dip it in the melted butter and then in the cinnamon sugar and eat it raw, it's so good. <laughs> That does sound good. <laughs> it's so good. It's amazing. Anyway, yeah. all right, that's what I know about bakeries. Um, but okay, so you're you sort of work independently most of the day, right? You're not probably around a bunch of people, or you're probably in charge of your time and everything like that. Yeah, I, I work in a pretty small shop, so there's only three of us in there. Cool. Well, that's really neat. I'm gonna have to get you to decorate a cake for me. Where are you at? What all part right. of the country? I am in Tampa, Florida. I was just in Tampa. Oh, no way. Like a week ago, I was down there to watch my son play baseball. Oh, that's cool. Oh, my gosh. That airport is nice, I have to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I fly out of uh, Newark and not a nice airport. Uh, no. Yours is much nicer. No, the Tampa one's nice. Tampa's, uh, it was, it's a nice place. Like, it was, uh, it was a little um, a little on the cloudy side when I was there, but I had a good time. Okay, so, so you and I are talking right now because... Let me tell a little bit of a story. My daughter's diagnosed a very long time ago, probably around the time you were. You were 2002. She was like 2006. And when Arden was diagnosed, she was two years old, literally just had had her second birthday. And we're in the hospital for a couple of days. And I think on the second or third day, they make us go to a carb counting class, which is ironic because I don't count carbs anymore. Mm-hmm. But we were in there and 
freaking out, you know, with like seven other families who had all been diagnosed around this couple of days. We come out of that class, and it had been enough time had passed since Arden's diagnosis that things started sinking in, and you started, mm-hmm. you started having different thoughts. So we're walking out of that class pretty dazed, and I'm pretty sure I was dazed because I was like, I am not, I don't want to count her carbs for the rest of her life. That sounds horrible, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. and I looked at my wife, and I said, do you think we're going to end up getting divorced because of this? Because that's how it was starting to strike me, that this was difficult and, you know, anxiety ridden and that, oh my gosh, I wonder if this will impact our marriage. Mm-hmm. And my wife says, uh, I don't think that's going to be a problem, but I could tell by the look in her face, she was thinking about something else. I'm like, well, what do you think the problem's going to be? And my wife who does not get emotional, uh, because of her Irish and Catholic background <laughs> does not allow her to access her feelings. Um, she looks at me and kind of wells up and starts crying. And she goes, do, do you think Arden's going to be able to have a baby? And I was like, I don't know. I never thought of that. I'm like, why are you bringing up other stuff? You, you know, like, 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 stop saying horrible things. I, I just said a horrible thing. Let's talk about my horrible right. thing for a second. But that was my wife's concern in the moment, right? Yeah. And so, Kelsey, I don't know that it would it may come to a surprise to people, but I receive um, a lot of correspondence from you guys, which is always fantastic. I get it a number of different ways, email, social media, all this stuff. But you sent me a note in like October of 2018 that hit me in so many like places in my chest, heart and mind that I stood in my house and started to cry a little bit. And so I read your note and I got all like kind of filled up and I was like, this is so nice. And I felt good about myself. And I was like, this podcast is really helping people. And like, like it was very overwhelming. And sometimes I'll like just get a note and it makes me smile I sometimes I'll get a note and I'll be like, oh, I never thought of that. Like they all take me in a different way. Yours took me in all the directions at the same time. And I read it on the podcast at some point, but I'm going to read it again here. And then we're going to start talking about the core of it. Right. All right. So you said, Hey Scott, I just wanted to say thank you for the podcast and making diabetes management actually seem manageable. I found your podcast this summer when I was looking for details about the future Omnipod products and your interview with them was the only information I could find. Then I dove into the older episodes and, of course, listened to the classic episode 11, which is bold with insulin. I honestly never looked at diabetes management that way before, but I changed my mindset completely, as corny as that sounds, and tweaked my basal (laughs) rates and my ratios and changed my Dexcom alarms and started treating highs aggressively. And here I am three months later with my A1C down from 7.1 to 5.5. You're like, holy crap. I, I, I don't know if it's been that low in 16 years that I've had diabetes. Now, that's all really well and good. And had you stopped writing there, we would have been fine, right? I would have just been like, oh, this is nice. Kelsey's having success. The podcast is doing what I want. I would have went on with my day. But then, Kelsey, you kept writing. And this is is what you made me cry. I'm getting married this December and thinking about having kids. And before I found your podcast, I don't know how I would have ever felt comfortable enough to try to get pregnant with an A1C around seven all the time. But going to the doctor today and seeing the 5.5 was so exciting. It was just a relief. I can do this. So thank you for showing me what is possible and giving me the confidence to do something about it. And thank you for keeping me blah, 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 blah. And now I'm standing in my kitchen thinking, Kelsey's going to get to have a baby. I kind of jelloed up a little bit. I was like shaky and everything for a half a second. I was like, this is amazing. And I think this is just 
your note is a bigger idea, right? It's all the things that we don't really talk about around diabetes. That right. that you had a seven and seven was good, but you didn't imagine that there was better. You couldn't have imagined it. No one was telling you how to get to it. And that quietly and privately in your head, you were thinking, I probably can't have children. And and I want to talk first about that. Like with you and your fiance, um, do we say his name? What's his name? His name's Ryan. Ryan. So you and Ryan have been dating for how long? We dated for four years. And at some yeah. point in those four years, you're like, I am going to let this Ryan guy marry me at some point. You didn't yeah. tell you didn't tell him, but you knew. I'm assuming. Right. 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 <laughs> and 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 you got to keep him working. You can't. You can't. Of course. Yeah. 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 Right. So so you're thinking about that, and you think I Ryan probably wants to have a family. I want to have a family, but I don't think I can. Can you talk about the anxiety and the kind of stress that comes with having private thoughts like that? Yeah, it's very stressful because it's a conversation we had talked about. Um, it was like we want kids. We got to get this diabetes thing locked down. Um, But, you know, even when he was so supportive about it, it's still like, this is on me. I don't know. This is going to be really hard. I'm just going to have to eat, like, eggs and cheese for nine months because carbs, man. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I have to tell you, strong chance this episode is going to be called Because Carbs, Man. <laughs> um so, so and so that's my I that's what I was getting at. Like so the first yeah. thing first is you guys are to, in this together but it feels like right. it's on you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And if you can't accomplish this thing, if you can't figure out how to just eat, you know, eggs for your for your, <laughs> I can't believe that was your that was your fallback plan. That You're, that was it. I was like eggs don't affect my blood sugar. I can eat those. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second. Now I'm laughing. Um, and so <laughs> I, I'm a little cold, so if I start laughing, I'm going to cough. Um, so when when that was your plan, that didn't seem like a really like something you were really excited to do. I would imagine. Right. At the same time, you probably weren't sure if you could do it. Like, did, right. did it ever occur to you, like, what if I get three months into my egg plan and I've got <laughs> this baby grown inside of me, and suddenly I'm like, oh my god, I can't eat eggs anymore. Right. And and then it feels like what? Like you're letting the baby down or what? Exactly. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. It is, right? So, yeah. Well, it's already um, hard enough to be a person. Um, right. I think it's harder to be a woman. Um, I, you guys have the deck stacked against you in a lot of different ways. Mostly it's uh, imposed by um, men. And, uh, and so all this is going against you. You have this feeling like, oh my gosh, this is on me, right? I have to do this for the health of the baby. Not just the health of the baby. But for the idea of building a family for you and Ryan, so you you could you could let yourself down, let the baby down, let Ryan down, let the egg market down in Tampa, which is <laughs> probably relying on you for some some heavy funds coming in. And so there's a lot there. Did it make you feel like maybe I shouldn't try to have a baby? I don't think I ever thought I'm not going to do this, mm-hmm. but it was kind of like a I'll just keep putting this off kind of feeling. Oh no, kidding! Oh, that's interesting. So, if 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 so, are you married now? Yes, we got married in December. Congratulations! Thank you. Very nice. How are you finding it so far? Has Ryan become annoying, and you realize now you don't want to have a baby with him? 
<laughs> no, we're still in the uh, the honeymoon phase. So <laughs> your 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 marriage pancreas is still working. Is that right? Exactly. Yep. <laughs> I always tell people that honeymoon phase in diabetes is called the honeymoon phase for a reason, and it was named well, by people who have been married for longer than a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so that's great. So congratulations. You guys are on your own and you're, you know, you're, you're doing your thing and building your life. Wow. There's such yes. an, is that noise? Can you tell me what that noise is? Cause I'm just going to wonder. Somebody is blowing leaves outside the window. <laughs> I thought it was something like that. That's fantastic. Why are there leaves yeah. in Tampa? I, I don't know. I mean, we got, we got trees. You have trees. It's not like a paradise down there of just cactuses and palm trees and everything. Right there. Uh, I right. mean, at the beach, but not downtown. I got, not down. <laughs> Are you like right in the city? I am like right outside the city. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, okay. So now, by the way, first of all, I shouldn't tell you what to do, but please don't have a baby too soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, there's I'm a, not rushing. Good for you. There's a lot of great things to do. And all that stuff. But now at a 5.5 five A1C, can you tell me like what with what changes do you think got you from seven to five five? You're gonna want to check out the Dexcom G6 continuous glucose monitor, and you're gonna want to do it as soon as I'm done talking. Or you know what at the end of the episode. Go to the links in the show notes or juiceboxpodcast.com. Get yourself to dexcom.com forward slash juicebox, and here's why you want to do that. Today it is right now I'm recording this noon on a school day. Arden left for school this morning. Her blood sugar was on the lower side, low 70, 71, 72, and it's kind of laying there. But she wasn't hungry. So what would you do in that situation? You'd probably give them food. What we did was nada. We watched Arden's blood sugar and we got four hours, excuse me, four and a half hours of a 72 to 75 blood sugar. Now, how were we confident staying there? Dexcom, right? Because the G6 is sending back constant updates about what Arden's blood sugar is doing. Is it going up? Is it going down? Is it staying steady? And it seemed that today it was staying steady, even without food. So we wrote it out and she got four and a half beautiful hours. We were able to then pre-bowls for lunch. And right now, an hour after her lunch, Arden's blood sugar is 121 and super stable. Partly because Dexcom showed me that we missed a little bit on Arden's meal bowls. We were able to add a little more insulin after she began to eat. That's how you bump and nudge. That's how you use the Dexcom to your advantage. Let's, I mean, we didn't even talk about the share and follow features. I mean, obviously I'm seeing Arden's blood sugar and she's not with me. Or the fact that there's zero finger sticks required. None of that. I mean, there's just so much to say. Two minutes isn't long enough. Dexcom.com forward slash juice box or the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com. What changes do you think got you from seven to five five? First thing I did was change my basal rates. Um I, I don't think they were high enough. Okay. And then the other thing I did was I started pre bolusing. Mm-hmm. And then I also was more aggressive about correcting highs. Whereas before, I'd be like, oh, I don't want to stack insulin, so I'm just going to wait and see what happens. But now I'm like, I'm getting this thing down. Nice. That's excellent. So you've you've outed the fact that the podcast is really just a few very simple ideas um, put together in my mind. Um, and and look how well it worked out for you. I mean, honestly, 7-1 to 5-5 five, five is an incredible like like change. Um, 
so my question. I wasn't expecting it. <laughs> you weren't expecting it. So, but so that's interesting, right? So when I when I talk to a lot of people privately, they'll they'll say like, you know, I don't know where to start, and they show me their graph, and mm-hmm. I look at the graph, and the first thing I think is you your basil's wrong. Because, mm-hmm. because, you know, because if your blood sugar is not sitting at 85 constantly when you're not eating, then your basil's not as high as it could be, right? Like right. I'm not talking about getting low and everything like that, but I'm just saying if you're sitting at 150, you're, you know, 150 because you don't have enough insulin at the right time and that that, you know, counts for basil as well as boluses. So it's an adjustment for basils, I think always kind of the first step. Yeah. Um, right. And, and. You know, you have to make sure your basal insulin's right. If your basal insulin's wrong, nothing else is really going to work. At the very least, you're not going to be able to kind of like diagnose what's going on. Like you can't figure out what's wrong with a bolus if your basal's that far off. So okay, so then you move your alarms on your Dexcom. I would yes. imagine too, right? Yeah. So I didn't have the high alarm on my Dexcom at all. Like I turned it off because it beeped all the time and it annoyed me, which I know is. Not like kind of not the point, but <laughs> I set it to one thirty. Good for you. Um, and I actually, you know, keep it under there now. Nice. And just you're just bumping and nudging. You're just hitting that one thirty yeah. and bumping it back. Exactly. All right, people, listen, listen to what Kelsey is telling you. The podcast works. You have to. You can't just <laughs> listen and think, oh, that guy's full of crap. I don't want my thing to beep all the time. I mean, does it really beep that often now? It doesn't now, no. Yeah. How long did it take you to get from, I don't think I can keep this under 130 to, wow, I can't believe how long this stays under 130 during the day? I think it was like within the first week that I was like, oh my gosh, this is working. (laughs) (laughs) I remember going out to dinner with Ryan and being like, oh my gosh, look at this graph. Can you believe this? Did that immediately make him think he was going to get to have sex? Because he was like, oh, my God, she's ready to have a baby. Like, I would have been like, this does not mean you can give me a baby. Uh, so <laughs> I'm yeah, just going to quite make that leap. But... You didn't make that leap? Yeah. <laughs> trust me. Um, that's well, I'm glad that Ryan's got his head on straight and he's not an <laughs> idiot like apparently I am. Uh, that, that That's really cool. So I now October, November, December, January, February, March, April, we're like, you're six months into this idea mm-hmm. and it's going along pretty well. Have you had a second A1C since then? I actually haven't. I had a doctor's appointment scheduled and then I was going to be out of town and they couldn't fit me in until April. So I haven't. So you're coming yet. up. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to do something for me. It's March now. When okay. you get that doctor's appointment, would you send me your next A1C? Because when I edit this, I'll put it in. Sure. Sounds good. So true to her word, Kelsey sent me that email that says this. Drum roll, please, because I just got my latest A1C and it was a 5.5 again. I know it's just a number, and then she puts in parentheses, and I did have an after-breakfast spike of 210 today, so thank you, diabetes, for keeping me humble. But I'm really proud of myself. We looked at all my past A1Cs, and they were all in the 6s and 7s, and an 8 even. So I felt like I could let this big breath out that I've been holding in for years. Plus, I just feel better without the constant up and down roller coaster. You're a shining example of what we talk about <laughs> on the podcast. Like, se- seriously. Like a case study. You're, you're what? Say it again. I'm a case study. A case, yes. A case study <laughs> in cake decorating and, bo- and bolusing at the same time. There um, you go. Do you agree with me, just to go off for a second, that icing shouldn't be too sweet? Oh, yes. Right? Yeah, and it can't, sure. And it can't be greasy. It needs to be, Right. right? 
Yeah. Why don't people so my understand? favorite icing is called Italian meringue, mm-hmm. and it's very like creamy and smooth and buttery, but not too sweet. Oh, that sounds. That's good. the best icing. That sounds amazing. Um, I just think that some people make icing too greasy. Mm-hmm. And that's not good. And then some people use way too much sugar. Don't like that either. So, um, gotta balance. It, see, everything's about balance, isn't it? Your, <laughs> your boluses, <laughs> right? Everything really is. Okay, so I like this. So you're you're moving along the idea. You figured out the the alarms on the Dexcom. You figured out bumping and nudging. You figured out your basal rates. Do you eat a fairly regular, what we would consider regular diet? Oh, I think for the most part. So you're not like very low carb or something like that? No. Okay. Kelsey, I'm so proud of you. I really, we don't even know each other and I'm so incredibly proud of you. I'm over being mad at you for making me cry and I'm up to uh, being proud. It's astonishing. So tell me a little more about like your day. Do you work every day? Um, yes, pretty much. So you get up in the morning, do you eat before you go to work or how do you handle your mornings? Yeah. Yeah, I get up, have a cup of coffee, eat breakfast. Um, and then head out the door. What'd you eat today? Today I had a slice of toast. That was it. I was going to eat a banana, but then Ryan ate the last one. (laughs) Ryan, you can't eat the last banana, man. Like, do you need me to talk to Ryan? You can't empty the trash and not put another bag back in it. Uh, you you can't (laughs) eat the last of any food. You can't insinuate that anything that Kelsey has said is in any way crazy. Never use the word crazy. Okay. (laughs) You never want to say that. I could tell the kid what to do if you have him call me. But uh, but, the, but he'll figure it out along the way. The, 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 the trick is, Kelsey, will he figure it out before you want to throw him off of an overpass? That's, <laughs> that's really the whole trick. Um, I'm sure he will. So you had a piece of toast. Did you pre-bowls for the toast, or how did you handle it? What was your blood sugar? I out of? did, yes. Nice. It how? was, what, one fifteen before breakfast? How long before? How long? Um, 15 minutes before. 15 minutes before. Do you remember what your blood sugar was before you pre-bolst? I think it was like 112, 115. Nice. Were you nice and steady overnight? I think I was. Excellent. Now, tell me about this, if you don't mind. We've already talked about other things that are private to you. How do you <laughs> find managing your period? Um, it, well, very interesting. Um, I have had an IUD for the past year, so I haven't really gotten a period. Hmm. So, as far as this new style of management, I don't know. But before, it was kind of all over the place. Okay. Um, I was just wondering because I, I, that's a question I get a lot from people. It's like, yeah. okay, this is all well and good, but what do I do when I get my period? And I always give them the same advice. Or I don't give anybody advice. Kelsey, <laughs> actually nothing you hear on the Juice Box podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise, and always consult a physician before making any changes to your medical plan or becoming bold with insulin. But when people bring that up about their periods, I say, look, in my world, when this happens to my daughter, we just, you know... All I look at it as is that the diabetes is being more aggressive. It's It has mm-hmm. bigger insulin needs, and you have to be aggressive back with the insulin you use. Um, so it you know, fluctuates a little more, but in the end, it's you know it's hitting harder. You need to hit harder back. Um, right. You have an IUD, which I'm assuming Ryan takes personally. He's like, oh, I knew she didn't really want a baby. This whole A1C thing was a smokescreen, and now she's got her A1C down, so she had to do something else. I'm joking. Um, poor Ryan, taking shots in this for no reason whatsoever, except for comedy. Yeah, it's fine. He'll deal with it. He's a good sport. 
That's excellent. Good for you. That's really cool. Mm-hmm. Does he work? Do you guys work together or what does he do? He is an engineer. So he's like the opposite of a cake decorator. <laughs> Not really. You're engineering a cake. Cakes are symmetrical. True. It's the same thing. That's true. You got to stack them and make sure they don't fall over. And yeah, there's a little bit of engineering. So what are you, what are, what are you putting on your, on your LinkedIn now? You should say that oh. you're a confection engineer. There you go. Oh, I like that. I gotta write that down. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Kelsey, that's you're good. a confection engineer. That's exactly what you are. It can't tilt. It can't be. It, it's got to be symmetrical. It can't fall over. It needs to support its own weight. You have to be able to add other things to it without changing its its integrity. Are you kidding me? You're an engineer. Yeah. I bet you. I bet you. Ryan can't decorate a cake. <laughs> He's done it before. He's a. Uh... He's all right. He's all right. Yeah, I was so bad. He's made me some birthday cakes. I have I have decorated cakes in ways that made me not want to eat them when they were over. Even knowing Uh-oh. that they would still taste okay, you look at them yeah. and you go, I think there's <laughs> something wrong with it now. Um, it's not easy is what I'm getting at. It's, right. It's a it takes st- a little practice. Do you use a spinner? Like when you're like initially, like do you like spin a, like do you put a cake on something, flop some ice Yeah, on the th- turntable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Why would I? Why was I never able to do that? Do you think? Well, What's I don't the know. secret? I feel like it's just practice, but yeah, I have no patience. If I had patience, secret, I'd be counting cards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I had patience, Kelsey, this podcast wouldn't exist, and I would have no idea how to get my daughter's A1C down to anything. Because if I was patient, I would have listened to the doctor, stayed patient, and continued to try mm-hmm. to do what he was telling me to do. Instead, I was just like, "Oh, this is stupid. I'll figure this out myself." That seems like a better approach. (laughs) Well, so far, so good, right? You know? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, What are you excited about moving forward? Are you thinking about new technology or are you pretty happy with where you are? Usually, I like there to be a little more space in between the ads, but this is a good spot for this one. And then we can roll right through and talk to Kelsey the rest of the way about her diabetes as the story unfolds and she gets a little more comfortable. Okay. That took 20 seconds. Sorry, Omnipod. Go to myomnipod.com forward slash juice box. Do it today because when you do, you're going to be able to get a free, absolutely no obligation trial of the Omnipod. That's right. They will send you a demo directly to your home. They call it the Pod Experience Kit. It's a peck. It's like a kiss from Omnipod that comes through the mail absolutely for free. That does not oblige you to do anything after that. I'll tell you why this is amazing, because then you can try the Omnipod on for yourself. You can find a spot that you like, you can put it on, you can see what it's like to put on a shirt or pants, get some undergarments, get in the shower, go for a run, all with the Omnipod on. That way you don't have to make an uneducated guess when you're choosing an insulin pump. When you wear it, you're going to notice there's no tubing involved. You're not going to be tethered to anything, and I think you're going to see that as a real bonus. On top of that, like I just said, you can shower with it. It is the only insulin pump that you can get into the shower with. So that makes it the only insulin pump that you can get into the ocean with or a swimming pool. I know a lot of people who disconnect their pumps to play sports or work out with the Omnipod. You don't have to. You stay in control of your boluses and your basal insulin the entire time. Check it out at myomnipod.com forward slash juice box or the links in your show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com. Get that free pod experience kit today. Omnipod doesn't have any tubing to get caught on your clothes. It'll never wrap around a doorknob or like that thing in your countertop drawer that, you know, yanks all your stuff off. Omnipod. Yeah, I think the, uh, like the horizon and all the, um, 
like artificial pancreas type systems are super exciting. Um, I've been like reading about that for years and like, hurry up 2019. Yeah. Like, right. Like just, just to take any, I guess any extra stuff out of your day would, would be great. Right. So you, so even though you're rocking a five, five on your own, you'd be willing to hand it off to something else if it, if it meant you not thinking about it as often. Oh, for sure. Cool. I agree with you, by the way. I'm, uh, I'm looking to get out of this. Uh, although yeah. I got a lovely note from someone the other day who said, please stop saying that. It makes me nervous when you say it. the podcast doesn't have to go on forever. Don't worry. Oh. Podcast is going to go on plenty of long. Uh, but, but I still, I'm interested to get into the next part about diabetes, like to find out like what right. happens next, you know, and because there's going to be management ideas around all that. There was actually, um, there was actually an article that came out the other day that over a third, please make sure you listen closely to everybody, everybody listening, over a third of people who started on the Medtronic artificial pancreas left it oh. um, because it, it didn't work very well, is what they said. So I, I look at that and I think, you know what, it was exciting to be first, but wouldn't you rather be right than first? <laughs> you, you, you know what I mean? Like you yeah, can't, yeah. We absolutely. have an artificial pancreas. It only makes over one in every three people we give it to run away from it screaming. Like, <laughs> maybe it's not ready to put on the market then in that situation, right? And so um, while I do hear people complain, and I have those thoughts too sometimes like about Omnipod, I'm like, oh, they were a little late to the game and they didn't quite figure it. Like, But it ends up being, in my opinion, it's a good thing because you get to see, you, know, you get to take your time now. Like there's no expectation to be first, so be right. That that's how I say it. So I'm very hopeful. I would knock on some wood. I'm very hopeful that, that <laughs> Horizon is going to be something that people don't, you know, treat the way they treated the Medtronic one. Like I, I hope it. Right. I hope it does what they say it's going to do. And and that's worth waiting for. It, it just, yeah. you know, what it is. So it really is. Are you from the Tampa area originally? Um, I'm from Atlanta. Hmm. How'd you make it to Tampa? That's where Ryan was. Or did you go to school there? Well, no, I went to school down here. Um, so I met him after I moved. Oh, okay. And just ended up staying. Yep. So what school, what, what school did you go to? You went, you said college, you went to. Yeah, I went to St. Leo university. It's a pretty small school down here, but. What was nice. your major? Uh, business management. Nice. Are you going to try to buy the bakery at some point? <laughs> no. Um, my original plan was to open my own bakery. Um, but when I started this job, I'm like, I want to stick around. This place is good. Um, but I actually own a side business so I can still get my management in over there. Nice. Is that something yeah. you want to share what your side business is or are you running? Uh, no, it's uh, I sell sugar flowers online. So the decorations for the wedding cakes for other bakeries and stuff. That's brilliant. So you make the flowers and then other people use them during their decorating. Yes. Huh? That's really cool. Is that something I can yeah. look at while we're talking? Sure. All right. How do I do that? All right. My website is uh, KelseyCakes.com. KelseyCakes.com. Oh, look there. Oh, they're beautiful. Thanks. <laughs> oh, my God, Kelsey, you're really talented. Thank you. No kidding. Wow, you guys have to look at this. I don't know if anybody listening would need these. <laughs> Some of them look real. Can I eat these? Sugar. Technically. Technically. They don't taste very good. They're very crunchy. <laughs> 
Technically, it won't kill you, Scott. If that's exactly. what you're asking, <laughs> that's it's really sugar, but... seriously. I'm gonna put a link in the show notes to this. I have no idea if anybody would need <laughs> it, but it is really astonishing. Like you're an artist. Thank you. Absolutely, that's really cool. Is this taking off for you? Is this doing a thing? Yeah, you stay busy. Nice. Oh, so, yeah. Nice. Well, listen, you stay busy enough, you won't need that IUD anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you're so young it's inappropriate for me to make that joke you haven't been married that long and you're like oh he doesn't know what he's talking about no it's been like three months like, yeah. like 10 years from now you'll be like oh I get what that podcast guy was saying <laughs> <laughs> there's one here there's a featured item it says blush and uh-huh. burgundy sugar flower arrangement cake topper including dahlias um, roses fern leaves it really is it's astonishing it really is. I hope everybody takes a look at it. I don't know what the heck they would do with them if they bought them from you, but they're really... Put them on a cake. <laughs> put them on a cake. I guess there really is a limited use for them, right? For sure. Although, what else would I... My mom put them in vases, so... Does she really? Well, she's very proud of you, I imagine. Yes. Yeah, yeah, she's kept, like, my first flowers from, like, high school, and I'm like, why do you still have these? They're so ugly. Oh, mom, your mom loves you. That's so nice. Oh, wait till you have that baby and you love that baby like that. And you end up saying stupid things to it. And then you, like, my my son FaceTimed the other day from school. And my wife just turns into, like, she's just like, hi, buddy. Like, she gets real, like, and then my daughter stands behind her and mocks her. Like I'm like, stop making fun of mom where she can't see you. Because I'm laughing and now she doesn't know why I'm laughing. I was like, you at least have to make fun of her to her face. But she turns into mom pretty quick when she sees my kids. So um, sounds like your mom does too. That is really cool. Okay. Um, Give me a message for people who were where you were, who thought seven was good and they were doing okay. And like, what what would you tell somebody? Like, Like if I came up to you and said, bumped into you in the street and I was like, hey, I heard you on this podcast, Kelsey, and can you tell me like what, what to do? Yeah, that's a tall order. But it, is, it is, right? But what would you say I, if I if I came up to you and I said that? Um I guess I would say, you know, take a deeper look at it. It's you good. know, don't don't take it as being good enough. Yeah. Um Yeah. Did your it's, doctor tell it's you your do- it's possible. Your doctor looked at that seven and was always like, "Hey, this is great. You're doing great." Yeah, she was like, you know, you're you're doing all right. She didn't say great, but you know, it's well, not like we got to change everything or right. And not that seven, like that. let me say this. I don't think seven's a bad a one C. And if you have one, I'm not coming down on you. I'm saying that right. when we set an expectation that seven's good. Exactly. You just kind of just do that. Right. Yeah. It's all about expectations. The Dexcom right. alarm is expectation. Yeah. It really is. If you set it so it never goes off, then your expectation is your blood sugar is going to get high. That's what happens, right. and you're okay with it. If you right. set it at 130, then 130 is your expectation, and you try to meet that expectation. Eventually, you start building on tools that keep you under 130, and you don't even find 130 that often. And then when you do, you have an expectation that you're going to fix it. You don't just look right. at it and go, oh, that's That's weird. Right, right. <laughs> This whole thing is about that. And yeah. so, you know, it's 
you, you try to teach this to your kids when you when they're growing up, right? Which is that you should expect something from yourself every day. Like you don't just get up going, whatever happens, happens. You know, I'll go with what that guy says. You know, let me see. It, you should look at yourself and say, here's my hope for myself today. And take steps towards that. You, you know, like, I mean, those flowers you just, I just looked at, like, how long have you been working to, to perfect that? Years. <laughs> I don't even know. Um, yeah, I mean, I made my first ones in high school, but I've been doing this continuously for like four years. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, they definitely didn't look like that when I started. <laughs> but you expected <laughs> that they would. Yeah. Right? With enough practice and enough desire, you, you thought you could get to it. Right. Because it's like, you got to build towards it. And you had the tools, like you had the basic tools and you knew like, oh, I could, I could hone this. Exactly. All right. And then I took classes and that helped too. And learning from others and watching YouTube videos. Okay. So now let's translate that to diabetes, right? <laughs> maybe you right. don't, maybe you don't have the tools, but you checked out the podcast, you found the tools and now you're practicing. Right. And, and you're getting pretty flowers. Exactly. <laughs> see? I love this. Now here, you want to see something interesting? Yeah. I just got a text message from someone who did not say that I can use, um, their name on the podcast. So I'm not going to do that. Um, All right. but I've been talking to this person for mm, a week maybe. And they started right where you and so many other people describe mm -hmm. just blood sugars all over the place. Um, they don't know what to do. This person's still doing shots. So they're doing like a slow acting insulin shot, long acting. And we still started with basal rates. We got their basal insulin together and, you know, blood sugars came down overall. Then talked about, you know, pre-bolusing and, you know, getting the timing right. And in just a couple of days, um, this is a mom of a 14-year-old girl. Like, they started, like, seeing better results and, and less spikes and less lows. And it's all just, it's coming together for them in a week. And I'll dig into her text when you and I are done talking. And I guarantee you what I'm going to hear is... She hit a roadblock. It's going to be mm -hmm. something, right? It always is when they follow up. Right. I'm going to pull the most up. Let me see. Let me test myself. Let me open up my phone. And question for you. Yep. Okay. She's having trouble. And the trouble is, ooh, I'm going to guess period related. This is the first day of the period, <laughs> right? So it's all I'm going to do is reinforce to her is that what you've been doing, you need to do stronger. Like mm -hmm. be just go back and be more aggressive. It's going to be more difficult because, um, no pump, right? So you can't just go to like temp basal rates that are jacked up. Uh, but it's still going to be doable. She's going to have to bolus a little more, get it down. This is a person who's looking for a pump and we'll, we'll be getting one soon. Uh, but it's, it's all doable. And now the questions that they're asking in their texts are so much more thoughtful than the, question, mm -hmm. than the questions they were asking last week. Isn't that interesting? Like, do you feel like you're diagnosing yeah. things quicker when you look at them now? Yeah, I, I think so. Um, and I'm definitely actually sitting there and thinking about it instead of just going, oh, well, I guess it's high. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, that's it. And so is that what happened in the past? You just It would go up and you'd be like, yeah, I guess that's just part of what happens? Pretty much, yeah. I just thought that was part of the package. No kidding. And what set that expectation for you, do you think? 
just history? Um, uh, yeah, I just think it was all the years of of not having the CGM and not knowing and not knowing how to fix it and just hmm. accepting That's it for what it was. Really crazy. And then when you're told your A1C is good, you're like. I'm I mean, this is good. What else can you do? Yeah. Do you feel overall better now than you did six months ago? I do. I feel less like overwhelmed. Like it's less of a a thing that I'm constantly thinking about. That's really cool. I, I, I try to make that point to people. And I don't know if they believe me or not, uh, <laughs> but like, they're like, oh, you're talking about more work. I can't do more. And I'm like, no, more work up front, less work forever. Right, afterwards. exactly. It was definitely more work at first, but now it's like, okay, I know how to deal with this. Yeah, because you're learning something. It's just right. something new. And you have to give away all the notions about diabetes that you had prior. Right, Right. exactly. Yeah, And isn't it, is it, do you find it true that what you're doing now doesn't really resemble what you were doing before almost at all? Right. Yeah, completely. Mm, see, Kelsey, I really I'm onto something here with this podcast. I have to tell you, yeah, it's really working out. Um, is there a <laughs> podcast idea for decorating cakes? No, right? It's a visual medium. You'd need to do a YouTube channel, right? <laughs> now, Kelsey, would you do a YouTube channel of you decorating cakes and making those flowers? Because I think I think time lapsed footage of you uh -huh. making, of you making those flowers would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, video is like kind of complicated because you have to get the lighting right and all that stuff. I hear so you. It's something I've thought about, but I only have one video I've ever made, and that was like to help a customer figure out how to use their flower. Where's this Ryan in this? What's he busy? He can't figure the rest out of this. I tell him, look, <laughs> I'm making the flowers. You figure out how to video the flowers. Like, there you go. You got to do get something. Here, yeah, get into the fight a little bit, Ryan. Come on. And so, <laughs> I mean, this those flowers are like. Does he know they're amazing? Has he ever told you how amazing they are? <laughs> yes, he's told me before. Oh, I bet you he has. He's helped me make a couple of them. So. Did he? Yeah. Look at this. This is. A I'm trying to teach him more, but. <laughs> well, yeah, you need to get a production lineup. Exactly. Right, yeah, actually, you should start rolling those babies out and teach them how to make those flowers. <laughs> There you go, built-in intern. Can you imagine if you just were like, <laughs> had like a little sweatshop of your children making like flowers for you? Oh like, gosh. sit there, make the purple ones. Don't get up. There's no peeing until they're done. And, <laughs> um, but but seriously, like I when I looked at them, I thought the process of making them would be an incredibly interesting like you know, Instagram video or, yeah. or something like that. I, we could get you to a spot where you had so many orders for those flowers. You couldn't keep up with them. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? You have to quit that job. Then I'd have to get some interns or something. <laughs> Do you sell them to the bakery? Um, no, I make the flowers there for them. No, so that's not good. I don't like that. No, yeah. no, 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 I don't like that because you're making a flower for an hourly uh -huh. rate and you're probably not making as much an hour as you charge for the flower. Probably. I've never actually done like an apples to apples comparison, but time to shine up those apples. I like the job, counting. so I'm pretty happy there. All right, look at me. I'm trying to get you fired. I'm I know, right? I'm not gonna let them listen to this podcast. Kelsey's like, Kelsey's like, listen, I I like my job. Why are you trying to talk me out? Yeah, because like at home I just do the flowers, but then here I get to like actually decorate the cake and do the weddings and all that stuff that I don't get to do with the flowers. Do you so. actually take the cakes to the to the weddings? And then do you put them together there or tell me about Sometimes. that? Sometimes. So if it's a small cake, we can just put it in the car and deliver it. 
But for like a really big, like a two foot, three foot tall cake, we got to assemble it there because it's just too heavy. So you take everything you need, icing, like, because I don't think, do people, I don't know if anybody listening thinks about it, but when you assemble a larger cake, <laughs> there's icing in between that's used like mortar, like you're, like you're building yes. a brick wall, right? Right, right. And so you take all that to the site. How long do you think you can spend at a site, like putting a cake together for a wedding? Um, it depends on what the timeline is. Sometimes they give us an hour to set up. Sometimes they give us 10 minutes. So <laughs> have you it seen, have you seen those videos of, it's the one my wife was showing me yesterday where you sort of build a cake stack and mm-hmm. then use a bread knife to shave it down into a shape. Yes. Like a sculpted type thing. Yeah. Like they're like, you're making like a, like an ice sculpture, but out of, out of like, uh-huh. cake. isn't that amazing? Yeah, that's pretty cool. You should try that too. <laughs> you think you Not can... my favorite thing to do. No, listen, that's what we'll teach Ryan. Ryan will do the shaving part. You, I don't know. And <laughs> do you, here's me from the bakery. As she's cutting it down and shaving it in the video, all mm-hmm. I can think is, isn't that going to create like a lot of crumbs when I try to ice it later? <laughs> well, yeah. You know what I mean, right? Because if the icing's too thick, it grabs the cake and pulls up like little pock marks uh-huh. and you get crumbs in the icing the whole thing's just a disaster and i find that very yeah so you have to like do a crumb layer of icing first and then do the smooth layer on top of it is that what i was doing wrong maybe oh my god it's too late now <laughs> i'm old at this that's point. definitely a helpful hint there <laughs> i don't even think i'm allowed to eat cake anymore like so Uh-oh. i hit that age where they're like can you just like uh-huh. rice cakes like light salt maybe have a glass of water and, uh, Uh-oh. yeah, it'll happen fun. to you eventually. It sucks, honestly. But, um, actually I guess if you're lucky, you'll get old enough to where someone says, Hey, don't eat that anymore. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so, okay. Kels, have we covered everything or is there anything we've left out or anything you want to talk about that I didn't bring up? I know I basically forced you to come on this podcast because of your, email, <laughs> but right. I was like, I have no idea what we're going to talk about. Let's just see how this goes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's gone well. Um, I think so. yeah, see, I, and are you still nervous the way you were in the beginning? No, not as much. I'm still a little nervous, but I, I can tell, like, I think we, I think we'd have to do like three hours before. I think there, there's a whole other person inside of you. I didn't meet today. There might be. There might be. Who is that person? I'm a little, I'm a little shy at first. Take some. Take some time. I'm getting used to. I well, don't know. It was well. Listen, it's very. It was very nice of you to do this because if you are a shy person to begin with, plus you weren't like I want to be on the podcast. I was like Kelsey, you have to come on the podcast. Now, so here's how we're gonna end up. Then, if we if we've covered everything you were hoping to cover. I want the baby to be named after me somehow. (laughs) I don't know how reasonable that is or not, but I'm making a real plea to you here. Okay. Now I realize my name's kind of boring and you're probably not going to want to go with Scott, but maybe an initial, some sort of a shout out in the, in the middle name somewhere. Where do you think we can make this work? I don't know. You know, I feel like names are, are a bit further down the road, but. (laughs) All right. So let's start thinking about it now then. Like maybe we don't have an answer yet, but uh-huh. Even if it's just an initial, um, something to that effect. I mean, I'm yeah, not asking you to name the kid like juice box or something like that. Like that's ridiculous. But, uh, if we could get an S in there somewhere, even oh, if there's an S. Are you still the... there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, even if there's an S in the name and you didn't put it there because of me, wouldn't hurt to send uh-huh. me a note and say you did. You, you, you know what I mean? Like, like, I gotcha. yeah. Like here, here's an example. I took my daughter off to school this morning and my wife was packing up her bags to leave for work. Uh-huh. And when I came back, my wife was still there. And I said, oh, did you wait around to see me? 
And she said, no, my computer's just shutting down. And I said to her, <laughs> Kelly, how hard would it have been to just say yes? Like, just go, yeah, oh, yeah, I wanted to wait around and say goodbye. Like, you know what I mean? Cost you nothing kind of a situation. So I'm okay. saying, if you th- if you come up with a name with an S or a B, like anything, just lie to me later and tell me it's for me. Right. You I, can, I think I can handle that. You'd be willing to lie to me? Sure. <laughs> Kelsey, thank you. This is very sweet of you. You know, anything for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> I really do appreciate it. I wish I would have known that... Um, that you were in Tampa, I think I totally would have stopped by down there at one point. And, uh, and yeah. do you want to say the name of the bakery? Um, the bakery is called Hands on Sweets. Hands on Sweets, and it's right outside of Tampa. Yep, right in uh, right in South Tampa. Okay, so if a lot of people with diabetes start coming in to say hi to you, I apologize for that up front. <laughs> and if you guys are weird, don't go see Kelsey. But if you're nice, you can go say hi to her. Okay, <laughs> and you know which one of you are weird. Look in the mirror; you can figure it out. Okay. Right? Like me, I would be like, I would scare you. So I would never come. <laughs> but but somebody else might. All right, Kelsey, listen, I want to wish you and Ryan an absolutely like, you know, happy marriage. Congratulations. It's still a very new thing. So very well done. Uh, did, did your wedding do everything? Was it what you hoped? Did you have a great day? Yeah, it was awesome. We had so much fun. That's excellent. Did you make the cake? I made the flowers for the cake. That's really nice. It really is. Uh, if you have a picture of your wedding cake and you want to share it, I will put it up with this episode. Sure, I can email you a picture. <laughs> Seriously? I would love that. Sure. Uh, I, I just was really taken when I went and looked at your flowers. I was like, that they're really they're astonishing. So Thank you. <laughs> can you say that web address one more time? Uh, KelseyCakes.com Cool. All right, Kelsey. Thank you so much. You have no idea how nervous Kelsey actually was. The stuff I cut out in the beginning was hilarious. I asked her to introduce herself, and it was like she did not know who she was. But she definitely knows how to make cakes and the gorgeous flowers that go on top of them. She wasn't asking for a plug when she came on, but I think it's worth five minutes of your time to look at it. K-E-L-S-I-E, cakes.com, KelseyCakes.com. Her flowers are stunning. As always, my great appreciation to Omnipod, Dexcom, and Dancing for Diabetes for their continued and long-time support of the podcast. Check them out, dancingfordiabetes.com, myomnipod.com forward slash juicebox, dexcom.com forward slash juicebox. There's always links in the show notes or at juiceboxpodcast.com if you can't remember them. Don't forget to check out my Facebook page where there's now a private group where over 1,500 people are discussing their diabetes together. It's possibly the most civil place on the internet. I don't say that lightly. These conversations are wonderful. They're helpful, warm, not judgmental, a really good group of people. If you think you fit in, go check it out. I'll leave you this week with what it sounds like when a leaf blower goes past the window of the person you're interviewing. Um, well, you can wait till that's over if you want. Sorry. (laughs) Don't worry. He's like right there. Can you hear me now? <laughs> I can hear you fine. Don't worry. I, I'll okay. either edit that out or leave it in for humor purposes. I can't decide. All right. I mean, he was like right there. <laughs> um, okay. So 